Aloha, this is Abe's Ukulele Podcast, and I'm Abe. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's episode, I am so excited to share with you. I'm going to be going over the songs in my album that came out earlier this year and how I wrote them and how I recorded them. Um, many people have been asking me to do this, and although it's a little self um, I do believe you can get a lot out of this, and uh, it's a part of who I am. I'm not just a teacher, but I'm also a musician. So I thought it would be valuable. If you don't want to hear my music, of course, you can you can skip it. If you do want to hear it without me talking over it, because that's what I'm going to be doing in this episode, you can go to my website, ukuleleabe.com, and you can hear it there. There are links to iTunes, Spotify, and Bandcamp, and you can hear it there, and you can come back for the commentary if you'd like, whatever you want to do. But first, um, my podcast is in a different place now. It's being hosted differently. It might not work on Spotify for a while. Um, the podcast, I mean, my music is on Spotify, but anyway, it's a exciting new thing. I'm really happy it's working well. Um, if you really enjoy this podcast, if you really love ukulele, uh, please share it with someone. And uh, yeah, if you'd like to become a patron of the show, you can also go over to patreon.com slash ukuleleabe or right in your show notes, there should be a link for a tip jar. You can give me a one-time donation or a recurring donation, and it just helps the show get better. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate all of the people that are supporting me so far. And um, yeah, like I said, the best thing you can do to help this out is share it. Just to tell me about it too. You can share it with me. <laughs> I love hearing what people think about it. Um, on Instagram and in Facebook, on Facebook, I should say, um, I am going to be sharing these simple little videos called Riff Rundowns. Right now, I have In My Life by The Beatles and Is This Love by Bob Marley, and you can get that on my Instagram and Facebook. I'll put the links in the show notes. Um, that's just another thing I'm doing to try and help people get better at the ukulele. Um, and of course, as always, I really want to hear from you. What are you doing today while you're listening to the show? You can email me at podcast at ukuleleabe.com. What do you like about the show? What do you not like? What do you wish I talked about? What did I talk too much about? Like right now, maybe I'm rambling. Um, what are you currently practicing? Um, I love to hear from you. Anyway, without further ado, I'm going to just jump right into my album review. So this is actually the very first demo of the song Find. It started on piano, and you can hear the uh, squeaky pedals of my school's piano. This song is just a really simple song about the meaning of life, which I believe is love and finding it. Um, the song started like this. It's actually a little bit lower. This is in the key of D. And if we go to the song on the actual album, you'll notice right away, this is the oft-mentioned stomp song. So I took the song from piano and uh, I moved it up because as I was singing the melody, I realized actually it doesn't really work that well with my voice. So I moved it up to the key of A, 
And then um, I tried it on the ukulele, so it's an A shape, and I'm just actually sliding it around on the top two strings. And for most of the song, the bottom two strings are open. You can hear it, there's an electric guitar in the background, and right here is one of my favorite parts. That is a harmonic, and the string is actually detuned. So he hits the string, and then he he turns it as it's ringing. Anyway, that's one of my favorite parts of the song. Um, so I had a friend come in and do the harmonies also. I don't know if you could hear her there, but um, the melody itself developed slowly as I was playing on piano, as I moved it up, and as I actually was playing it on the ukulele. It was really just a long time of playing it. And then um, as I got through it, you know, eventually I actually played it for my producer. And then we started working on some ideas like what is the best part? What is the, you know, not such a good part? Here, you can hear the harmonies actually stay. And then right there, it changes a little bit. And this one... Yeah, uh, that one, it goes up. So I don't know if you could hear the harmonies there, but they kind of evolved very slowly over time. And um, I felt like that was such a beautiful, like, impactful thing. But it, it didn't just come naturally. Um, once I had all the other parts laid down, because basically the way it works is you play a demo, which is just, you know, or a scratch track. You're just playing the song, right, um, as you would perform it live. And then eventually you have to come back and you have to play one part at a time. So in this case, it was the ukulele first, and uh, I didn't even really talk about the stomp, but you might know already if you've been listening to the podcast, the stomp was a sound that had been in my head ever since I started playing it on the ukulele. I just felt like it really needed to sound like a porch or something really trashy. I think I got that, but what it was is um, <laughs> it was a lot of fun to just wander around the studio and slap things and kick things with my producer. And finally, we got some scraps of wood. We stacked them together, and then I was just stomping on them, quite literally, um, and uh, put a mic to it, and that's what, that's what we got. It was pretty awesome. The shoes were, they were Toms, and they, they couldn't have a rubber sole because otherwise it would squeak. I, you know, it just wouldn't work. So... It's kind of a nice thick foam shoe that really made that work. Anyway, I got way off track. Uh, with those final harmonies, actually, I asked a friend a long time before that I knew was a good singer if she could work with these ideas, and I had sent her the scratch tracks and the rough cuts that we had up to that point um, as we, you know, did the parts one by one. Uh, and when she came in, you know, we would just go through ideas. She would be in the studio I'd be just hanging out in the control room and we'd just work through things. She would sing certain parts and some things worked and some things, you know, they didn't quite work that well. So we did a lot of takes. Um, I mean, it was just the same for me when I was doing the vocals for every song. Sometimes I would get it just right and other times it, yeah, I would sing it. It would feel okay. We'd listen back to it and something was off. So we just we just redid it. Most of the time we would just redo it. There was a few cases where we just didn't have time and um, 
we could cut things together. <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you about that in another song, when one case when that happens. Um, but yeah, we got to keep moving if we're going to make it through everything. So the next song started as a simple little melody. It actually took me a lot of work to practice this. Um, yeah, it's very simple. I played it a few times, and um, once I decided that's what I wanted it to be, actually, I couldn't really get it straight. I couldn't play my own song, right? Um, but, it, you know, I just kept practicing it. It's kind of silly, like, practicing your own song. Um, one thing that was interesting about the lyrics, it started as, like, something about running. I think I was singing running fast, running free. It's where we're supposed to be. And then somehow the line, where I'm supposed to be, it just kept resonating with me as I was singing it. And, um... Slowly it turned into a song about my wife. Uh, those little sparkly things in the background, that's actually a Rhodes piano. One of my favorite sounds. Uh, it's got a lot of reverb and delay on it. And then right there, you could say it's the drop. That's where I activate a, an octave pedal so that all the notes I'm playing are also duplicated one octave below. And then you can hear this like pulsing heartbeat that is just a drum. It's a big old bass drum and I just hit it with my hand. We had some dampening on it. That Give took a little bit of work to get the right tone. Some of them were too bouncy and some were too dead, but I think it, it's a pretty good one how we got it. Um, I wanted it to kind of feel like a warm heartbeat. And then of course, I like to tell the story about this line that I have about Tiger Balm, saying my wife is like Tiger Balm. Tiger Balm is a, it's like a kind of cream that you put on sore muscles. It hurts a lot, but it's uh, it's really good for you. So the idea is sometimes I am not very happy with what my wife is saying, but she's pretty much always right. And uh, I'm really grateful for you know, everything she does for me. And then there's that part where actually uh, my friend who came in, Sunhua, she's amazing. She actually came in and sang two harmony lines there. It was just two different takes. But um, yeah, I just I love that little bit that she added, even right here with these harmonies humming with me. It's great. So this is one of those songs where I do wish it could be longer, but I'm really happy with the way it is now because it does give me a little freedom when I play it live to expand it more. You know, when you play live, it's always going to be different. And th it being this way, it does help me actually change it more easily when I play live, which is a lot of fun to do. Um, and then there was that other line that I was singing where it's, I want to be to you as you are to me. When I first came up with that, I didn't, I didn't really, I wasn't really happy with the way it was. It said what I wanted it to say, which is basically, I want to be amazing to my wife because she is amazing to me, right? She takes care of me. She puts up with me. Um, she's really patient and kind and caring. And yeah, I, I want to be like that to her. So ultimately the song is just a wish. It's like a 
you know, this is my intent. This is what I dream of becoming for you. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm really cheesy and sappy. And <laughs> for both of those songs, the melody just somehow came to me slowly as I was playing those ideas, like the chords or that little riff at the beginning. And um, yeah, just slowly developed over time into something more robust. The more I played it, the more I hummed it, the more I thought about it. And then uh, it took a lot of time just sitting and working through different words and then finally settling on the ones that I have there. Anyway, on to the next song. Oh, this song is so silly. It started as a prank, actually. We were in a rehearsal, and um, I think I was playing this riff on the piano. I wake up in the morning and I ask myself, what's my hair doing? And that's it. That's that, just that line right there. That's what I came up with. And uh, it just, it was hilarious. There's so many things um, I gotta do today. But what's my hair doing? <laughs> But uh, yeah, it just developed slowly where uh, I kind of left it. I really love the way this part sounds. So one thing I really wanted to do with this is actually stack the harmonies like crazy and just make it really big and epic. Uh, I love that I could get the drums in there too and the bass. Um, But really, it was uh, it was a song that just started as one line, and uh, I didn't think I would actually make a song out of it. Eventually, I came up with this line, and I kind of liked the way it sounded. But it also, it started to make the song a little more serious, right? Like um, taking care of the world and responsibility. But uh, at the same time, I still thought it was a little cheesy. But uh, I played it for my producer. He thought it was great, even though, it's, you know, it's a little corny, right? But it's a lot of fun. That's basically all it is right there. You can hear that little descending line. It goes from right to left. That's actually a Wurlitzer. Wurlitzer is uh, kind of like a Rhodes, basically like um, an electric guitar of pianos, a little bit like that. But uh, that's just something I played around with, some descending thirds. And then uh, you can hear me saying the gotta fix it up, gotta fix it down in the background. That's just a little trick that my producer put in there. He just copied the, the chorus and just moved it, moved it over there. And uh, for this, I'm also singing harmonies with myself as well as uh, my friend Sunhua. Yeah, so the last line is, what all y'all doing? It's basically, I was thinking, you know, I got to keep it silly because the rest of the song is silly. And it's basically just looking around the world and seeing all this crazy stuff that's going on. And I'm just saying, what are all y'all doing? Like, uh, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. When you look, turn on the news and you see something terrible happening, you're just like, what? What? Yeah, anyway, that's the feeling of the song. I haven't really said much about the electric guitar yet, but... Uh, my friend Chris, huge props to him. I really love the way he plays. It's actually really subtle, but also really tasteful. Um, 
some of these songs he you know took a little bit to work through different ideas and just play over them there's certain things that he came in with actually thinking you know just like my other friend I had given him rough edits before rough cuts so he could play around with it and when he got to the studio some ideas he was playing with them and they worked perfectly some ideas actually didn't really sit well with the song so he was really flexible and uh we just played through it and just talked a lot about it like oh that works oh uh what if you do it like this um one of my favorite is when he kind of plays part of that mona lisa riff uh it's like a jazz song where he goes anyway yeah just that little little bit of flair and subtlety and just you know like taste Ugh, so good yeah so on to the next song this song actually uh took a long time to develop it had a lot more uh words to it than what ended up on the album and uh just got cut because it felt a little too complicated and right here you can hear there's a bass drum on the third beat it's very reggae-ish feeling i really wanted that and uh yeah it's just a song about um picking yourself up after you fall down the harmonies were actually pretty easy to get in there it didn't really take a lot of work just one or two takes these little riffs that my friend did on the electric guitar he just Popped them out. He had them already and just played them. <laughs> Didn't take much work, really. For this one, I actually wanted to play bass, but uh, I'm not really a bass player. So my producer plays bass. He's a lot better at it. He says he's not a bass player, but much better than me. And then right there, you can hear that is a melodica, believe it or not. There's some doubling on my voice in the chorus, I believe. In terms of like the melody and, um, you know, how I put it all together. Like the other songs, it was partially like just playing through it and slowly having it happen in my head but also it took a lot more active work like putting words together and then that song that line is basically just to honor my wife <laughs> it says um if you want i'll get out of your hair it's just saying you know like i really care uh, i want to help you but you know sometimes you annoy people and, uh, yeah, I'm willing to just back up. And then I don't know if you caught it in the chorus before the little, little vocal. Uh, uh, it's going to come back right here. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome. That's something we came up with after working through it a lot. Just It was just a little idea. I really love the way it turned out. From the very beginning, the, the little ukulele riff offbeat, very reggae-ish feeling, that was kind of stuck with the song, and that's kind of how it developed in my head. So also the melodica and the extra little snare drum, the super ringy reggae one, that was kind of thrown in just to really push that reggae feel. 
Uh, once it gets to the end of the song, it doesn't really feel like a reggae song so much, and that's okay. It still has that kind of that pulse. I realize now I'm only partly done with this, but I there's so much more I can say about these songs. I'm so sorry if I'm not going in-depth enough. I've never done this before, and uh, this was my first album. I hope, like I said before, you can still get something out of this. Um, if you really want to talk to me more about this, of course you can email me at podcast at ukuleleabe.com or just talk to me in person if you know me. Um, yeah, so let's keep going to the next song. Okay, so this is actually one of my favorite songs. It's called Change. The main idea is actually an F shape on the ukulele that slides up to basically holding two strings, the fourth fret on the top string and the third fret on the second string, and then eventually it goes to like some type of C shape. It's weird. But also it's running through reverb and a nanopog, which is what I mentioned before, the octave pedal. So that's why you can hear it's a lot fuller, has a much more bass. And then right there, the piano comes in. Um, the piano took a little bit of work just playing through with the song. I, I know the chords, of course. And um, yeah, it was just a matter of listening to the song and trying different things. I tried to keep it as simple as possible with the piano. I don't remember exactly what I was playing, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think it fits in really well and it just follows basically the feel of the song. The song is about being lazy. So I'm saying, what do you want? You only hear once. The world gives only one chance. Don't waste your soul. So it's kind of like a bittersweet song to myself. Um, this is probably one of the proudest songs that I've ever written. And, um, yeah, actually this one came pretty naturally. This is one of the songs I had been playing for a lot longer than the other ones. The harmonies that come in later were a lot more natural. It didn't really take a lot of extra work. I mean, just like the other ones, it took some work to put it all together piece by piece, right? You know, like the tracking, that's what you call it. Are what you do. So all of this sitting around is becoming these pauses at the end of each line. Actually, I didn't have that in there at first. Um, I've played this with a band also, but uh, I really wanted it to be more simple like this. I feel like it's more compelling, especially that last line. Um, all of this sitting around is becoming you because you are what you eat and you are what you do. Um, yeah, in general, I'm a pretty lazy person. So, uh, you know, I impressed myself with the words. It, it's directly to myself that I'm speaking. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it, but the piano has gotten a little more complicated as the song went on. Again, that was just a matter of just playing through and seeing how it all works. Right there, the end of that chorus, actually the last chord changes, just to, you know, mix it up a little bit. That was an on-the-fly decision. I just, oh, what if I do this? And I, I played it, and I liked the way it sounded. The harmony also changes a little bit there. I don't know if you noticed that. The world 
So for this song and for the song B, actually, while we were tracking them, somehow I was just really tired and uh, my hand hurt so much. It was really hard to focus. But um, yeah, especially for the song B that you heard earlier, there was a certain point where my arms just felt like they were on fire. <laughs> and we had to do many takes because I was messing up. Finally, I got it right. But uh, actually, we did have to cut some things up. So it's it's not a straight live. I mean, most of this is not all live one take. Usually, I'll do many takes. And the producer actually would take the best parts of everything. So it's kind of like I'm cheating, right? <laughs> but anyway, um, like I was saying before, the studio versions are different from the live versions. They're just better. But, you know, also they... they are lacking something that you can only get live, right? Um, and like I was saying before, especially about the song B, I had to practice my own songs a lot to get them right, especially with change. There's that chord right after the chorus. It's It, it was kind of tough. I couldn't get it right. Um, it's kind of a funny thing to not be able to play your own song, but... Um, yeah, practice is important. With enough practice, you can play your own music. And uh, it just takes a lot of focus. So we've come to the last song. This is the only song with no ukulele. It's kind of ironic, right? Um, this song actually started in a different key, and I had been playing it a little bit. And uh, eventually I decided halfway through recording that I wanted to change the key to suit my voice better. Um, one funny story about it, the opening lines where I'm talking about sitting in the snow while it's falling. Actually, it started really dark. My friends could tell you um, something like, I want to sit in the snow until it gets dark. Something like that, like I'm going to freeze to death. That was kind of the implication. But basically, the, the picture I wanted to paint was all of these like lovely experiences I've, I've had with my wife just walking in the rain or you know, just being with her. And um, I think I achieved that because she said she really loves that image. And uh, obviously, it's a very saccharine song. You might have heard me talk about this before. Some people have been critical of my music and saying it's very saccharine. Yep, it is. I learned what saccharine means. If you don't know what it means, it means overly sentimental or like, you know, disgustingly sweet. Well, anyway... So I'm going to play the last song to close this episode. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's probably my favorite song. It had the longest time of being written. It was also the single, the song that I promoted to actually try and fundraise for my Indiegogo campaign, which paid for the recording of the album. And um the chords are just something I totally fell in love with. Playing around on the piano, noodling around, I came up with this chord. It's basically an A with a D in the bass, right? So the D is the fourth. Um, I don't know exactly what you'd call that. I think there's many different ideas. In this version, you know, the final version, I moved it up to a C with an F in the bass, right? So it's F, C, E, G right so it's an f with no a and then there's also a major seventh and a ninth but um it doesn't quite feel right to call it an f major whatever i know what it is when i 
play it, when I feel it. Um, and then you have this guitar that comes in. This was my friend um, playing these little things. It, it took a little bit of work. He had a lot of ideas. We had actually played it together a few times live. When he first came in, it was actually some swells. So he would play the chord with some really nice reverb and then my producer actually doubled it and put it backwards in front of it. Right there, that guitar. That's one of my favorite ideas. Just accent the snare drum, little pops. Um, I played bass in this. Um, we worked through it a little bit. It's really nice being able to play electric guitar and bass uh, while you're recording because you get to go to the control room where it's more comfortable. When you play piano or you're singing, you have to be in the studio and it, you feel more isolated. You have the headphones on. The producer talks to you through the headphones. Do it again. No, slow down. Um, don't mess up. You know, he's like talking to you like you're an astronaut or something like that. <laughs> This part took a little bit of work because um, we didn't want it to be too noodly. At first, I think we had we had him play around a lot more with the electric guitar, I mean. And um, yeah, we kind of toned it down, picked it up a little bit. I'm talking about the noodliness of it, how much he's actually playing solos. Right here, he's just hitting chords, just letting it ring. I think it helps more because the you know the richness of the chords on the piano like I was talking about earlier they kind of have a lot of power already one of the things that really hit me when I played this um, the first thing you do when you have a track with drums is you actually play the song when you're writing a scratch track you play it with the drummer and um, one of the things that hit me first when I was doing this whole thing is this drummer is incredible. I really love the way the drums sound, just the way that he played. Um, it was a session drummer. He worked at the studio, and he had never heard the song before. And he just... He just hit it out of the park, I think. So yeah, you can tell this is very sappy. It's uh, just supposed to be an epic love song. We didn't really want to put harmonies on it because, you know, again, it's already so rich and full uh, sonically. And um, yeah, that's going to do it for my album and uh, my commentary on it. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear what you think. I am no expert on songwriting or podcast album commentaries but thank you for joining me and i'll talk to you next time aloha